Hello, hello, hello. It is I, the Popcorn Princess herself, Ryan Courtney. I am joined by the very, very talented um, Supernova. Hi, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the podcast. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Welcome. So you are in New York, correct? We... Yes, correct. Awesome. And have you, um, are you from there? No, I um, I grew up and lived in Chicago, pretty much my uh, Chicago area my whole life up until last year. Um, so yeah, I've, I've just only been here for almost a year now. Oh, so you were in Chicago? I was in Chicago. Last year? Yes. Oh, that's yeah, crazy. Last June. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I was going to ask you just about, like, to get started, like, what um, what brought you into music? I know that you've done some other things, which we'll talk about in a minute, but, like, you know, what, what influences brought you into music and just how did you start? Um, yeah, I've uh, played music in some capacity my whole life. Um, I started with guitar when I was, I can't remember, you know, pretty young. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, I just played in lots of different bands of all different types growing up. Um, you know, like at the time, like pop punk music, I guess pop punk is kind of a resurgence now, but you know, back, back in the early days of pop punk. But, um, and then, yeah, I just like, I played, uh, I went to play in like jazz band in high school. I, I studied jazz in college. Um, so my undergrad degrees in music. Um, and then, yeah, I didn't start, um, Supernova until much later, um, when I, uh, started coming out, I came out and I started transitioning. Um, I'd always played guitar as like a side member of bands before. Um, I'd never really written my own songs uh, pretty much at all. Um, and so, yeah, I started writing songs for the first time, um, to just kind of less therapy for myself to help like, uh, process my emotions around coming out and transitioning, um. And I wasn't planning on releasing them to anyone, but um, a friend of mine like uh, heard them was like, "Oh, these are you know these are great. You should put them well, yeah, on Bandcamp or thank, something." Please thank your friend for us because yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm really happy that you did release those. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I yeah. So um, yeah, he, he pushed me to put it on Bandcamp. I didn't. I wasn't even really familiar with the platform at the time, and I was like, "Oh, you know," I was like, "Oh, no, no one wants to hear this crap." And uh, but he's like, "No, no, you should, you should." And eventually, I did, and um, that the those songs were Splendors for you on my first album. Yeah. Um, and uh, that, you know, to my surprise at the time, did really well in Bandcamp. Um, and uh, after that, I just started, you know, doing it more. I started playing, you know, uh, are you, you're in Chicago? I'm in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So as you know, like, Chicago is an awesome, amazing indie Oh, my God. Yeah, scene. I saw your, um, actually, yeah. the thing that I posted on my uh, uh, TikTok was you at Shuba's, which I love Shuba's Tower. Oh, cool. That venue is so fucking rad. Yeah, she was is awesome. The people there are awesome. Um, but yeah, the venues and also just, you know, like, I, well, this is pre-pandemic, of course, but like, you know, just like DIY houses and D music houses and things. Yeah. And so just kind of start playing shows and meeting people. And then, um, yeah, it just kind of grew into what it is yeah. today. Well, I mean, you talked about um, how, like, you were kind of surprised that it did well, but I feel like, and I talked about this actually, like, on the episode, because I featured three out of the four for that episode were queer artists. Um, and I, you know, mentioned that, like, there's like such a space for that just because I feel like, you know, growing up for me, I'm 37. I like never really had, you know, and you probably can test this too. I never really had those people that I like, you know, 
could listen to their music and like relate to them on that level or they were singing totally. about like my experience or what I was going through. So um right. yeah, I think I think that's why it's probably like taken off as, like it has because people relate to that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, yeah, it totally makes sense. And yeah, th- looking back now, I mean, I feel the same way. You know, I, I was able to discover a lot of awesome queer trans um, artists on Bandcamp to, yeah. that I listened to. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's really powerful to have artists like who are like you or singing about things that are relatable that aren't it, just a vague general feeling, you know, that are talking about queer stuff or, yeah. or just are, are just very visibly queer with who they are, what they're, um, um, how they perform. Um, so yeah, yeah. So it's, 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 it was like a gift in both ways. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. So Supernova, is that your, that's just your like artist moniker or is that a band? Uh, no, that's just, that's my artist name. It's just me. I, um, yeah, I just, I perform solo. Okay. Got it. And you create like everything, like you do all your own beats, like all that stuff? Yeah, everything. Every sound you hear, I've written, performed, recorded, (laughs) mixed, mastered. That blows my mind. That literally blows my mind. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. (laughs) But, but it's nice, you know, it's like where it's really, I feel very lucky to be a producer in this day and age where you can do that relatively easily. Like, you know, back in the day, I mean, you know, when I was growing up, I mean, you couldn't, I don't want to say it was impossible. It was almost impossible to do that just because logistically, like the the technology wasn't there. You didn't have the avenues. Like now anyone could get like a copy of Ableton Light or, or any dog really, it doesn't have to be Ableton or whatever. And there's free sample packs. The instruments quality is so good that. You know, you don't need, like sample qualities are so splice membership is like seven dollars a month. Like, yeah, no, it's crazy. Those, it's just so easy to do it, and it's so many. And you see, it's so many are like you know, I'm certainly not the only one, but yeah. um, but yeah, it, it's cool. It's, it's really yeah. Nice. My it's really my great. husband started making uh, music because he's like always been a musician, but he started making music through the pandemic, and like yeah, he like cool. it was so crazy like the things that were just readily available that he figured out, you know, just to start like yeah. making beats and things like that. It was like it's it's cool what artists have yeah. at their disposal. It's awesome. It's an awesome time. I know there's a lot of people um, have complaints about music now nowadays, but I think in that aspect, it's 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 amazing time oh, to yeah, be a for producer. Sure. Well, it's awesome too because I feel like it is starting to like that. The fact that you can like kind of do it all yourself is also to giving people the ability to you know not have to have to rely on like you know having a producer or like a student you know like or like signed with a label or things like that. Like people even like t- platforms like TikTok, you know, like you people are really able to like kind of like grow their following and, and get their like music out there without having to like side their soul away, you know? Exactly. And as I'm sure, you know, like that's, that's one of the biggest benefits. It's not even just that you can um, make them songs yourself. It's that, you know, historically you had all these gatekeepers, aka the record labels and, you know, and all these, especially and for the, queer people. Yeah. 1000%, you know, like, and see this up to this, to this day, you know, like I'm not sure a record label, um, you know, even if that, system are still in place which is quickly being dismantled because of the readily availability of other tools but you know like again just from like a financial standpoint from the record label standpoint they're like well if you're a trans artist who's like very visibly trans like are we're going to be capped by how many people we can reach because like some percentage of the population is never going to listen to music no matter what it sounds like because of who you are so like why would we spend all this money when our return is limited and we're taking a chance exactly what i hear i hear people too that are like um oh you know like we have like kim petrus i'm like okay but like in 2022, that's one person who's like, you know, and, and I and I see why as well, because, you know, like, uh, like they made her just look like, you know, like this, like, you know, pop superstar, like every other person. It's like, I just feel the diversity of music is really going to come, you know, from like having representation from every single kind of person. You know, exactly. So. Yeah. Like, I mean, I love Kim Petrus and I'm so happy for her success and I wish her all of that and more. But yeah, I mean, she's a perfect example, right? Like 
Her producer is Dr. Luke, this horrendously, oh, you know, God. violently abusive know. man. Yeah. Um, who should who should be not not only not working, just or not producing her, just not even working, and probably in jail, but um, no, or I'm, at least not, not probably one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then. You know, and they produce her in a very, very palatable mainstream way that isn't going to offend anybody um, and, you know, doesn't really force him to confront um, her identity. And not that, and I think part of it is she doesn't want to be seen as a trans artist. I think, I, I think I've seen an interview of her talking about that. And I don't, I don't think she has to, you know, certainly, you know, knowing, especially knowing her upbringing, but, um, but yeah, exactly. It's it's all it's exact. She's a great example. Well, yeah, of that. but then but see for me, it's like, and that's you know, like like you said, like who, whatever kind of artist that you want to be, you could be that. But when right. we're talking about like representation and things like that, and you have yeah, you do have a trans artist that doesn't want to be known as a trans artist. That kind of like it just can, it conflates the whole like you know, like yeah, it's convenient for for people who are just in it to profit off of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So I did actually speaking of like you creating like everything yourself and all your. Um, music. I wanted to talk about Glitter and Blood. Um, that's how I discovered you. Oh, cool. um, and that song is everything. It's so freaking good. I literally, like, the first time I heard it, I listened to it, like, ten times in a row. Um, <laughs> I, you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, but I was very curious about, I, like, noticed in all your tracks, you always have, like, some, like, sound or, like, some just influence in the song that, like, it's just, like, so interesting to me. So in that one, it's that, like, when that little, like, it's like that little, like, like kind of like I don't even know what yeah. it, how to describe, but that little beat that's like like that's where I would literally was listening to the song and I was like, oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So like, do you like how do you create those sounds? Do you get them from anywhere? Like you know, like I would love to know about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's a really great observation. I definitely, um, I definitely love to always. I don't know if it's a directly conscious thing, but I definitely like to have like something unique in the sound that makes it stand out. It doesn't sound like a traditional instrument. Um, I, that particular sound is from a, I use a lot of native instruments, uh, products. So it's native, yeah, native instruments machine. It's like one of their expansions. Um, and it's just like, uh, I mean, I don't need to get like super technical, but like, it's like one of their, they have these like construction kits and it's like kind of like a sound effect and, but you can kind of pitch it to do, be different things. And so they kind of had the stock one and then like most producers, like I thought it sounded pretty good, but you kind of tweak it a little bit to make it your own. Um, not too much. I, I don't do a ton of two. Like some people, some producers, like literally, like from the ground up, like they'll start with a sine wave and like build it into a sound. And like, yeah, I don't, I don't really do. I mean, sometimes, it's like, but very rarely, I don't. You know, especially because I do everything myself. I'm like, I don't have time to build a sound. Oh no, but honestly, too, <laughs> but, like yeah. it's. I don't even think it's really even about that. It's about like how you place it in the song and how you use it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's like to me, I'm sure I've like heard a variation of that sound before, but the way that you did it in the, in the track glitter and blood, it was just, it was very like unique to me. Yeah. And I think you touched on something that definitely is really important to me of, which is I uh, like since very, very sincerely believe that like art music is no exception to any art where like, I feel like it should be constantly moving forward. Um, and that, uh, you know, like I, you know, I love, obviously I do have a lot of guitar in my music. I love guitar. I studied guitar for 20 plus years. Um, I love, guitar to death but like even me i'm like you know we've had a decade of guitar music like we should move on you know like you know like when i whenever i see you know there's still bands i love who have big 30s throwback sounds and you know i love that stuff but at the same time i'm like when a band comes out and they just sound like a throwback style that i've heard a thousand times i'm like okay great i mean you know like what are you doing to push music forward and obviously it's not worthwhile but it's like for me like the really compelling art is the stuff that um is new and fresh and part of that can be sound design and 
that's why you see a lot of the things, and especially in indie pop music, and you know, people like Sophie, and um, you know, with very new textures and sounds. And electronic music is just is the easiest avenue for that in pop music of creating new sounds. And so I, I always love to have that as much as possible. No, that's a, yeah, I um, that's literally like the number one thing I say when I'm like looking, you know. Like to open a feature on the show, it's just like I. I mean, there's so much music these days. Like, there's so much music being made and produced and created that to me, it's like I just want to hear something like exciting and like new. You know what I'm saying? So like, like your yeah. track Water and Blood, it's like that sound when it came in. I was like, oh, like that was like surprising to me. Like, like you know, like in a, like such a good oh, cool. way. Um, yeah. There was an artist that I had featured on the show from Germany named Angel Rider, and she's doing all this stuff with um like auto tune, but she's like literally using it to like create these like insane sounds you know like like just like nutsy like yes. she's experimenting with it and she still like has an amazing natural voice that she like uses but then she'll cut into these yeah. like just nutsy riffs with like the auto-tune so yeah it's like cool to hear I people love do that. It. yeah experimenting with check them out yeah um what's the uh what's the story behind glitter and blood like how did you write that song like what um yeah that one um in particular that one i just wanted like you know a song of kind of just like pure energy and like it kind of went with a theme of part, one of the themes of that album of just like, you know, unabashed queerness and being who you are and like not really having to think too hard. Like you just kind of feel it. Um, and so that was kind of what was at thematically both lyrics and with the music. Um, That's awesome. No, I love that. No, yeah, I, I love uh, I, another reason I resonate with your music so much is because like what I was saying about just representation. I like I literally say it on my show like all the freaking time, like. It, I just feel like there's so much music being made that every single person should be represented, you know, and everybody should be able to find music and artists because everybody deserves to find music that they just connect to and love so much, you know. And in, in 2022, I feel like that should be like a thing where it's like every every different person should be represented in music, you know. So um, it's cool to um, see someone like you just like doing it unabashedly. I love that. So I have to ask you about your MD because that blows my mind when i was doing your bio i was like oh, wait i'm sorry did i read that right <laughs> so you um went to medical Plot school twist, yeah <laughs> yeah i yeah. know i was like oh okay <laughs> i'm just like okay like i'm like listening to yeah. our blood i'm like i'm just gonna do a little bio short bio and i'm like oh wait yeah. and all of a sudden i'm like reading all this stuff it was like amazing yeah yeah no i've had uh i've had a lot of twists and turns uh in my career to say the least um yeah uh so um i studied music in college um and uh you know, I've wanted to be a musician since as long as I can remember, but, um, you know, through various, various complex factors, I decided to go to medical school. Um, part of it was, you know, like, I, you know, my parents are Asian immigrants. There's that very real, you know, I, uh, what everyone knows is Pressure. like Asian immigrant parents to be, you know, <laughs> lawyer, doctor or whatever, something very yeah. respectable and whatnot. Um, and then also, so, you know, I had that on one hand and then also, um, I, you know, I, I kind of realized I was trans in college, but I wasn't ready to come out yet. And I, you know, at the time had so much internalized transphobia and, you know, so I just, I like had to internalize, internalize this idea that I was like, oh, as, as a trans person who's eventually going to come out, like I have to do something super respectable to just, <laughs> just like to buffer, be treated, buffer the situation. Yeah, yeah. Just to be treated as human. And that's how, that's how ridiculous of a thought, you know, at the time, that's how bad my you know, obviously that's ridiculous now. I know you don't have to be any, you're just a human being. That should be yeah, but especially when it relates to, it. as it relates yeah. to family and things like that, you're, I mean, like I said, me growing up, I grew up in Dixon, Tennessee, very Southern, very, you know, like, like very middle, like backwoods. And so you just have these ideas of what you, what you need to present and you want to do that 
for your family. You know, like I feel like we do we do extra things um, to like buffer those situations with our family that we wouldn't do just like ever, you know normally. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I'm I'm sure you understand. Yeah, that that mentality. But um, yeah, so there was that was one aspect, and then there was also the aspect of of the time of like just you know Asian racism in America. You know, like I didn't really see any Asian artists growing up. Uh, you know, my parents, my family certainly drove this home to me. I, they didn't really have to. Society already did that. Like people who look like me generally don't become pop musicians. It's pretty rare. You know, like I'm sure they existed, but they just weren't featured. You know, um, and so like I had all this internalized racism of like, oh, well, like you know, people who look like me don't really get to do pop music, right? And so all these things kind of coalesced. And I was like, well, I should do something like this, and it was already like something that was expected of me from my family. And so um, yeah, I went to medical school after. Uh, after graduating with a degree in jazz guitar, um, and uh, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I, conquered jazz guitar. Now on to medical school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so I went, and, uh, and don't get me wrong. I mean, there's some good reasons too. I went, like, I wanted to, do, you know, I like that you could do a job that helped people, and, and you know, that was you know meaningful and whatnot. Um, but you know, I went there, and after two years, you know, I kind of started to realize, like, oh, you know, this was kind of a mistake. Like, this was. This isn't really what I want to do. And as I'm sure most people can guess, like it's a job that you kind of can't just float through. You kind of have to really be committed to it. And um, so I took some time off in medical school. Uh, it's very common for people to burn out from medical school. Uh, it's a pretty intense program. And so uh, most programs have a built-in thing where you can like take a year or two off to just like some people just like travel the world or they do research or other things to, and then come back. Um and so I did that and I took two years off um, and I just worked like a day job in medical research and that was pretty chill. And so that's when I came out and transitioned for like formally. Is that so um, I was reading about um, like you worked at a hospital and you yeah. like got something passed where they couldn't. Um, yeah. Um, so that was. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I, I, I worked at Lurie Children's Hospital. I worked in the LGBTQ clinic. So it was a clinic that provides um, hormones um, or blockers for trans youth. Um, and so, yeah, it's a really, really great department, but, um, yeah, so that's where I worked for two years and that's also where I came out and I started, when I started Supernova, um, and then I eventually, I was going to just completely drop out, but, um, sorry, I did three, this medical school, four years, I did three of the four years. And so I, I was like, well, I'm already in all this debt and everyone's like, you have one year left. You might as well do it just in case, like, you know, whatever. And I was like, yeah, I guess like I'm already in this debt. So I, and the fourth year med school is the easiest one. Like the first three are the most, are of intensity. The, the fourth, fourth year is the easiest. Yeah, the fourth year is relatively <laughs> less intense. I mean, they're all pretty intense. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Relatively speaking, the fourth <laughs> year is the easier one. So I was like, okay, I'll just go back and finish. Um, and so I did. So I graduated. And in, in America, you know, it's different different countries. In America, medical training is two parts. It's four years of med school. That's where you get your MD, and you're like formally a doctor. But you can't practice independently independently until you do a residency. Um, which is like three to five years where you're kind of like, you're, you're practicing medicine independently, but there's a senior physician overlooking you to make sure you don't do anything. Yeah. Really bad. No, I had a friend Colby that so. was in medical school and he, I mean, I remember I met him when he was so young and like he would, like, yeah. like just like 10 years later, he was still in it. I was like, Oh my goodness. Like it was time, a yeah. long time. Yeah. Yeah. And so I didn't do that second part. I just graduated medical school. So I, you know, it's like kind of confusing. Like I, I have the MD like title technically, but I can't, you know, like I can't prescribe any medicine or do anything doctor legally. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, there's that. So I went back to do music um, and I went back to work um, at Lurie where I worked before to, as a day job so I could, you know, support myself and pay my loans. Um, and so but finally, after two years there, um, I was able to kind of, my music career, I was able to make enough for music to be able to kind of do this full time. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, while I was there, after I graduated is when I started the stuff for the intersex rights. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah, what I was, so. uh, I noticed, that, yeah, um, I'd read about that, which was, like, fascinating to me, too, that you literally made it to where they couldn't, couldn't do the, like, surgery without the consent, because, or yeah, because sort of, of yeah. close, like, so, and I, I shouldn't, I certainly don't want to take all the credit, I was one yeah. small piece of the puzzle of many, many amazing activists, um, Saifa Wall, Pigeon Begonis, um, Interact is a big international organization of intersex activists, um, uh, wonderful intersex people and, um, and allies. And, um, but yeah, it's basically, you know, does it, I'll try to give an abridged version, but basically, you know, people are born, uh, you know, some people are born intersex, which means that their bodies or hormones don't line up cleanly in the gender binary, one, one shape or the other, whether that be their genitalia or the, the way their hormones work. Um, you know, again, just like negating this argument that sex is not a binary, <laughs> even body body sex is not a binary. And so, um, so, you know, it's so common in almost everywhere in the world to correct these, um, uh, defects at birth, even though they cause no, most of them cause no medical issues whatsoever. They just look different. They just, their bodies are just different. They work perfectly fine. Um, and so, but because they don't fit cleanly into our archaic understanding of gender, um, they undergo these very invasive my opinion, violent surgeries that often leave them with, um, you know, sexual dysfunction, inability to orgasm, nerve pain for the rest of their yeah. lives. Or, or, or it could literally, or it could like lead them to like, you know, be assigned a, a, a gender that they later exactly. on realize that they're not. And it's like, it yeah, why would you, why would you do that? Like, yeah, exactly. They guess it, but they're like, well, we're going to guess that they're going go yeah. to be a girl. Or, yeah, or then, we want this or we want this, you know, like, it's exactly, like, well, yeah. exactly. And then a lot of times they don't. And then they have, you know, very poor mental health outcomes in all these things, you know, all, you know, all these terrible things. And so, um, I being in the unique position, unique position I was having MD, but not having to worry about my career, um, <laughs> you know. And so, like, I was able to kind of advocate from the inside, and I had help, you know, within the institution too. You know, a lot of lucky factors of people who are sympathetic to the cause, because it's like one of those things that, like, it's not talked about as much because people don't understand it because they, it's often portrayed as complex, but it's really not. So you know, like, it's really, it's very simple concept. It's it's just consent, right? It's yeah, like, no, absolutely. It's like, I mean, ask me what I want before you cut up my body, right? I um, really like honestly. But, when I was even reading about it, like, even as a queer person, I like I never had really like thought about that before. You know, where I like I I mean I know, of course, a lot about you know. Um, you know, trans kids growing up and, you know, the, that, like that switch of like, you know, affirming or not affirming their gender. But like, I don't even think about the very beginning of, you know, of intersex people like sure. at birth. And it's like, it's, exactly. yeah, it was kind of, it was like eye opening. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, up until recently, up until like the, maybe the past decade, it was actually standard um, procedure to tell parents to don't tell your child they had a surgery, lie to them. <sighs> And, and hide it from the medical record. And so some people didn't find out till years later that they had all these issues because of a medical problem, yeah. of surgery that they never consented when it just, to. That all just could have been like solved by yeah. just like letting them grow up, being very just honest with them. Yeah. Being honest and telling them that there's nothing wrong with your body. Exactly. Some other people might react to your body, but that's their problem. And we're here to support you rather than cut up your body to fit other people's ridiculous expectations of a false reality, right? Um, so... Uh, so yeah, anyway, so, you know, we made some movement, the, the fight is far from over, certainly, yeah. but. Well, thank you for um, that work. That's I'm, amazing. Oh yeah, of course. I'm, I'm, I'm honored to have been able to work with so many great people, um, who, who really put that, uh, movement into motion at Lurie and nationally, yeah. internationally. And beyond, yeah, yeah. Um, so I did, I, that leads me into, um, I did want to, um, speak to you, you know, about being a member of the queer community, um, trans community mm-hmm. and, 
I know you have songs like uh, Gender Fluid Jubilee, which I love that song. I featured that one too. It's like such That's such cool. a good song. Um, but how does like how does those how do those identities like affect your music? How have they influenced your music? Um, yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of like uh, what we spoke about earlier. You know, it's like I myself was very hungry for music that was explicitly queer. You know, we don't have as much of it. Uh, you know, certainly again, you know, like um, they exist, but they're not featured, and so. Um, yeah, it was like, I just wanted to make music that felt right. It was something that I was going through at the time. I think like most artists, you know, you write about what you feel and you know it either at, at a current time or, or a past time, um, or a hypothetical time. Um, and so, yeah, it was like, certainly Spender's 40 was something I was writing when I was exploring gender early in the phases is when I wrote that, um, same for gender fluid Jubilee, you know, it was like, I, I think for that album specifically, you know, at that time, you know, I was still very inspired by people who use music for activism, you know, it's like, you know, music can be used for a lot of things. It can be used just to have a good time. It can be used for a party, it can be used for, to, you know, certain things, but it can also be used to just to move, move a social movement forward and to, to feel. Or, or like you said, for therapy. I mean, I, I use music for myself. That's why, I mean, that's what birthed this podcast. That's what, you know, my love yeah, of music absolutely. has like really gotten me through like, my life. So, yeah. Same. I, I 100%. I mean, I, I say non-facetiously, I'm not sure if I'd be here if it wasn't for music. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so I was very inspired by people, you know, like, especially in Chicago, you know, like Mavis Staples and the Staples singers, you know, who use a lot of their music for directly for like, uh, racial justice, um, you know, like Sam Cooke and all those people. And so, you know, uh, I, I, uh, I shouldn't not to compare myself to those, uh, you know, legendary people, but like to that idea, like I, I really liked that what they did. And so to me, like those songs are kind of a little bit inspired by them in that vein of being like very openly queer and as a form of protest, you know, to be um, very proud of who you are, despite what other people think of it. What I love too about, um, especially um, Gender Fluid Jubilee is like, it's, you're talking so openly and honestly about, you know, your experiences and things like that. But then you're also like, reverting back to like that classic like the the breakdown you know it's like a classic kind of EDM like sound so it just it's so cool to, like as a queer person that loves EDM music to like hear these very honest things being said about my community but then also too it's like it's a track you know it's a track that I really want to listen to that like really like resonate with on like both those levels you know so I think that's really really absolutely. cool absolutely I'm glad you like it yeah it's, it. always, yeah it's always it's always a nice ben- benefit when it's a, uh, when it's a bop <laughs> oh my god yeah absolutely no, I mean yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know I, you wouldn't have been featured on my show if, uh, if you weren't with yeah. Bobs. you are <laughs> yeah. you're definitely created to Bob so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only feature horrible music that's it <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of interesting too, actually. Yeah. okay Maybe I, I might listen to that <laughs> <laughs> I'll start that I'll start that in another podcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness uh, so what do you have I think you have any big plans in the future like should can we expect any music from you um live shows anything like that definitely um i'm almost done fingers crossed with a new album um okay. hopefully by june um i just got a grant to do another music video so um, amazing that is set to film in film in june um so congratulations we'll thank you yeah. um uh to release you know a few months after that um and um so yeah i'm really excited for the new album and um new songs coming uh you know like most artists i was kind of stymied a bit by the pandemic um you know i i played my first in-person live show since march of 2020 uh to uh, last month in march 
Um, but it was, uh, it was like a private, it was like for a university, so it wasn't open to the public. But I'm hoping to get more shows going soon, you know, world status permitting. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually um, just know. went to the, my first two live shows pretty much since the pandemic um, this past weekend. Oh, cool, uh, Friday, yeah. Friday and Saturday night here in Chicago. Um, How was yeah, it? It was, oh my God, it was amazing. It was so good. Both the artists I featured on the show and um, I wanted to see them, both of them really bad. Nice. Yeah, and it was awesome. It was just cool to be back out in like the venues in Chicago. I, I love the music venues in Chicago. I think Chicago has some of the absolute best. Like the Vic is like nice. one of my favorites in Chubas. So I hope that you yeah. come back to Chicago and yeah, do a show I so, so I can too. come. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely, definitely hope so. Hopefully soon. Yeah. Are you going to, is it going to be um, a full album or? Yes, it'll be a full album. Amazing. Um, Vinyl record, all of that. Um, and the, oh, I'll release probably a, at least one or two singles beforehand. Um, cool. So, yeah. Yeah, please um, please send them my way so I can. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. Like, hear them just about. I would love that. Um, okay, so um, on the show, I like to play a little game called Category Is. So I got two categories that I was going to ask you. I always use, usually ask the category that um, of the episode that I featured the artist on. Okay. Um, but the first category I wanted to do was, so during the month of June, I only feature queer artists the whole month of June for Gay Pride Month. But I, I mean, I feature queer artists all the time, but specifically yeah. that, that month I will not feature anybody who's not queer. Um, nice. So during last June, I did an episode called Lock the Doors Tight because I'm obsessed with the Scissor Sisters. Um, nice. And so I wanted to just um, ask you uh, if there's a queer artist, uh, music artist that you love. Queer in any capacity, but that you listen to a lot and love. Yeah. Oh, Dino is killing it right now. Kim Mortal. I really Kim love. Mortal? Yeah, their work. They're a Filipinx, um, non-binary uh, rapper, singer. Uh, they do some awesome stuff. They're based in, uh, I think, uh, somewhere in, in Canada. And, um, okay. They're Canadian. Um, and, uh, yeah, they just, they've just been killing it lately. They had a song recently that was, like, on an NBA commercial that was just a huge bop. And, um um, had some new tracks that came out that are just awesome. You I always love their work. Kim Mortal, K I M M O R T A L. O R T A L. Perfect. I really, I secretly do this just to get like new music for the show. Oh yeah, no, yeah, you should totally. Yeah, they're that. awesome. They're, they're yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Um, awesome. Um, yeah. I, or should, is it just one? Should I keep oh no, it I mean, that? yeah. I mean, no. If you have another one, please. Uh, I would love to hear. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Um, the other ones, some. I mean, uh, Backwash is awesome. Oh my gosh, I love um, Backwash. Actually, yeah, yeah, she's 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 amazing. Her her stuff is just every time she it comes is out, it's intense. Next level. Her stuff yeah. is yeah. Like I remember, I, I I discovered her like two months ago, and um, she came on my Discover Weekly, and I just remember like being like so just like, oh my god, this like yeah. this, she has got something to say. Like like yeah like, yeah. The music is is just, is just so. Um, so powerful and just oh like, my god, it absolutely! Just, it, like you mean, talk about music that makes you feel something. I d- it's like that Quash's music, one thousand percent. No, like you yeah. can literally hear, like you can hear her entire experience, like in her music. Like it's just, yeah. like, it's it comes out very, very like plainly, you know, which is I think is like yeah. very important. Yeah, incredible performer. And then who's another one? Oh, um, the artist is named Freddie. I think I think it's just I think it's just Freddie is their 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 name. Um, okay. I found them like a couple months ago. They've been around for a little bit, but um, yeah, they're a queer artist. Oh yeah, based in the Bay Area. Their music is awesome. Based in the um, Bay Area. Yeah. Um, is it Freddie F R E D D Y or I E F R F R E D D I E? Got it. Cool. Um, 
there uh yeah it's one of their songs came in my like spotify discover something like a couple months ago and it just blew yeah. me away um their stuff is awesome amazing um but yeah well, there's look them up for sure yeah you totally should yeah Oh, no, like literally like right after this episode, I'm probably going to go okay. <laughs> I'll listen to all the music. Usually like when cool. artists, when art, especially when artists like recommend music to me, I'm just like, okay, I immediately want to hear like what's yeah. going on with this. Um, yeah. Okay. So the second category that I wanted to ask you, which um, uh, was your episode because I found you on TikTok. Um, and I know I've talked about this on my, I've done two TikTok episodes so far. Because I I completely understand the like you know the awful sides of TikTok you know there are like I the platform itself you know like can be racist and and, and awful um, but it also too I like have to like shine a light on the fact that like the people on the app also too there's just some amazing people on there just like creating these things that I'm just like blown away by you know and so I really like that's like out of out of that uh, the bad stuff I wanted to feature people that I found on there that are just like I think you know inspiring people and 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 that I felt need to be featured, but um, are there any creators or like, are there any uh, music artists that you have discovered on TikTok that you love? Ooh, you know, it's interesting. I don't get a lot of musicians on my TikTok feed. Um, interestingly enough, which is strange. I get maybe cause like, you know, TikTok is very algorithmic. Oh my God, so absolutely, platform yeah. where it's like, it just really narrows in on the content you like to see. And um, for me, okay. Yeah. See, TikTok is interesting, right? Cause TikTok obviously has these terrible things about it, but to me, I'm like, it's not, to me, it's not that much worse than other. I mean, Instagram is pretty terrible. Oh so my God. Facebook, they're all, they're all terrible. You know, like, and, if we're and, really breaking it down, they're all awful. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, Twitter to me is like, one, in my opinion, is Horrid. one of the worst. Horrid, I, yeah. I, I can't spend uh, more than, I have a limit on my phone that says like, you cannot spend more than one minute on TikTok or sorry, Twitter. Um, because every time I go on there, I just have a terrible time. So I just, I post on Twitter, I get out. <laughs> like, yeah. No, uh, absolutely. But, I'm just, I'm just I, I barely, like, I started, like, I post everything with my podcast and I started with Twitter and like that's the one that I definitely use the least. Like I just, yeah, I just don't see the bit. I just don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, so, okay. Yeah. So TikTok for me is, is okay. On one hand, awesome because I've never seen a platform that's been so friendly to up and coming small artists. Absolutely. Right. Like on every, almost every other platform, like your reach is limited more or less by your followership to some yeah. degree. I'm not sure like really, really killing it. Like pretty much like you're capped by your followership. Um, and like TikTok is the only one where like your follower account almost doesn't matter. Like your video, you could have 10 followers and you can get a million views. Yeah. Um, and vice versa, you could have a million followers and get, you know, a thousand views. Um, yeah. and I think it's a little more democratic in that sense. And so you are able to reach more people, even if you're not a bigger artist. And I'll, I'll be honest, like I, I was only able to make it to the next level of my career because of TikTok. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, and that's know, what like, I try to like, I understand the really awful things. And like you said, it, they exist everywhere. And unfortunately it's the system that we live in and, you know, but the fact that the fact that I I do see like you know people pushing through like these walls and like especially queer people and trans people like it's like that's where I have to like just like highlight that stuff to like try to maybe like you know right. diminish yeah. the, the negatives you know yeah like exactly you know like I I personally you know everyone's experience is different but for me personally like I've had a huge increase in people who discovered me through TikTok that in a way I've never had before in other platforms and. Um, and yeah, but yeah, back to your point about the uh, TikTok creators. Um, yeah, like I most of my feed because again, like I try very hard to minimize unnecessary suffering and trauma. <laughs> I'm like I suffer enough as a trans public trans figure that like I don't need to consume anymore. 
So like my feed is all like animals, or, <laughs> like or or like funny videos, like not non, non-triggering humor. And so, yeah, so that's why I think I don't get a lot of musicians because it's it doesn't fit one of those two categories. Oh yeah, and honestly too, yeah, because it could be that like it could be that musician that's like, um, here's my song about like you know like birthing yeah. my personality. You're like, oh nope, too much, it's too yeah, much. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm like I'm happy for you, but I was like, yeah, I, I just did that. Song. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, like, yeah, I, I love, um, who's some of the big ones? Some of these people have, like, blown up and they're, like, celebrities now. But when I first started, I really loved, like, Ghost Tenny. I don't know if you were. Ghost Tenny. Wait, that sounds so familiar. He's, like, a huge TikTok celebrity. Oh, my God, now, Ghost Tenny. I'm upset. He just did a Google. He just did a freaking Google ad. Like He's huge He now. literally yeah, did like a Google. I'm so, I, but, but he's someone, too, that I'm, like, I'm so proud of that. You know, like, I'm so, yeah. like, like, it's awesome that, like, someone like that or, like, Elise Myers, like, these people, like, that I believe are, are truly genuine and, like, they literally just yeah. got on the apps the, as themselves and then blew up because of that. Like, or yeah. Drew, do you know um, Drew Afalo? Uh, she, like, calls no. out misogynists. Oh, okay. She's just cool. like, like, they like goes after him. She's not very nice, but she's like, it's just people that are like homophobic, transphobic, you know, yeah. um, misogynistic. And she's just like, lets them have it. Oh, she's, nice. she's, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like, um, uh, I really like, uh, gosh, what's her name? Chrissy, I don't know her last name, like Chrissy something. Okay. But she's, she has like, her brand is all like bimbo. Like, oh, God. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like, it's just, but she's like very, very like, I think she's also bi or pan and she has like a lot of queer content. And, um, but yeah, it's like, yeah, it's very her her content's very like pro LGBTQ and like, yeah, very, yeah, and like, I love that. Yeah, it was pretty. And cool. I love and I love that if you are that if you are LGBTQ or you know if you are um like whatever you the, 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 the TikTok's algorithm will lead you. Down yeah, that's exactly. what you want to see, and that's the feed you want to see. You know what I'm saying? It will lead you down that, and really, unless you get like political. Right. It's only like when like the, you know someone completely opposite of you will come onto your page, but if you just like if you just stick to like wanting to see that kind of like positive like content, like it'll like yeah take care, you know which is cool yeah totally yeah there's some really good ones um, yeah I'm so did bad you know did you um did you recognize any of the artists that um I had featured alongside of you on the show um no I have to check them out actually that's no. a good point I have to yeah well Figgy Baby though um he's a a rapper he um just thought like he like you know is very involved in um doing like activism and things like that but he like runs this thing in LA that's uh, literally a uh uh workshop on toxic masculinity where he just like oh, cool. you know like mentors like kids and like or like full grown men just about how not to like you know like let it get to that yeah. I, I thought that was really cool it's just like yeah oh actually that just reminds me of another one from uh, another queer artist who's killing it Roy Kinsey who's actually in Chicago Roy Kinsey he's like a, yeah he's a he's a gay rapper um, awesome. His music isn't all totally like queer, but some of it's pretty queer. Um, but he's his he's just people are sleeping on him. He's such a great rapper. His music is killer. Um, there's like one song of his. It was actually I think I posted my a stories. It's like you know Spotify Raps. Like it's like your most played song. Yeah, oh, yeah, think, yeah. Uh, I think like his song was like like actually like my most played song. Like, oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, it's like I don't know. He, I mean, yeah, he's just so so good. And um, it was called the song that. I, was obsessed with was called oh my gosh i'll tell you right I'll now it, glitter, glitter, glitter and blood is definitely going to be in my top 10 this year oh, i'm yeah. sure of it <laughs> oh, uh, i'm sure of it <laughs> yeah no I'm like, i can already tell like usually usually like when i like i have find a song that i just like just play all the time i'm like yeah this is gonna be the top 10 for sure oh good yeah. oh, i'm honored no this song is is just amazing i mean all your music is is so good but that song like really spoke to me it was just like thank yeah. you yeah I, I think that's an interesting thing about being like an artist or well any kind of artist really but like about how like you have like certain songs that are 
you know, your popular songs. And there's just some songs that like people surprise you. Where I'm like, oh, I thought no one listened to this song. Yeah, <laughs> and oh they're gosh. like, no, this is my favorite song. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, that's, cool. like, that's why I love Spotify too. Because I, um, which I know that's another thing too. I know Spotify is awful, but Spotify's algorithm, it just like knows, <laughs> it understands me, it gets me. My Discover Weekly has yeah. gotten narrowed down like so much to where I get. You know, artists like you, I I mean, I, I'll literally get artists that have like, you know, 28 followers a month, you know, and I just like, I love right. the fact that it's giving me, like, it gives me everything just knowing like the kind of music I want to listen to. So, yeah, it's really yeah, powerful. Awesome. Yeah. Just like the TikTok algorithm. And have yeah, you, um, sure. have you heard about this new, the new TikTok thing, the sound, sound up or something like that? They're, they're um, which one? What's that? So, so TikTok just, they just released it, I think, but it's their version of like Spotify. Um, and they are, oh. yeah, it's got, I think it's called Sound Up. And they literally are doing, um, for the first year, they're not taking any royalties at all from the artist. And after that, oh. they're only, they're um, only taking 10%. So they're letting the artist keep 90% of the royalties for as long as they're on the platform for their whole Interesting. Career. I know. I'm like, they're they're about to come for Spotify. It's going to be very interesting to see Inter- what happens. So it's yeah. a streaming service? It's a streaming service, but it's through TikTok. So you're like, oh. if you have a viral sound that goes like on TikTok, a viral yeah. song, you'll get royalties like from that if it's on SoundUp. So it's like, interesting. They're trying okay, I think I'll they're, into that. Yeah, yeah. They, they literally just started running ads for it. But um, interesting. I think the royalty thing is really going to like, I think what is going to be what gets them because people are already like, you know, on TikTok and like doing their music through TikTok because you could just get a following so easily. Right, um, right. That I think it's like, yeah, it's going to change the game a little bit. That, so we'll see what happens. Wow, that's really interesting because, and I already have so many questions about it, but like it's, it's very, it's like, cause I'm kind of into like music. I kind of, well, obviously try to keep up with the music business um, since I have, you know, have to do it myself. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's really interesting because it's like, you know, what people don't know about Spotify and the royalties is like, yes, Spotify is evil. Do I like Spotify? No, I don't. But, um, no, of course. But like part of why they are so crappy to artists is because major labels have forced their hand. 1000%. Right? So, so when, when Spotify started, you know, like the, the labels sued them, slapped them with like hundreds of lawsuits to prevent them from, from starting because they're like, we're, you know, we want money, we want money. And then so Spotify had to strike all these deals with labels and do preferential treatment to the label artists and, you know, do all these things. And like, you know, I, that's not the only reason, certainly, but like part of the reason why um, Spotify sucks. Um, and so like, I'm like really scared because I'm like, is, are they going to come for the TikTok thing? Too well, I, well so, I think the reason why I think like TikTok was smart about it because I think the reason why they've waited this long to do it is, is to get the amount of artists that they've gotten that have blown up on the app yeah. to where now like they have so many artists that have blown up on TikTok that aren't are with a label. They're not with anything like that. So mm. they don't have to, they, with those artists that have already blown up at their platform, they don't have to answer oh. to a label or, or steal them yeah. or, or pay them for anything. And I'm sure oh. that there's, you know, I'm sure big artists are probably going to get on there too, but I think they're more focusing on the people that have gotten big through TikTok or have oh, followers through TikTok. You know what I'm saying? Indie yeah. artists who are not signed to a label. Absolutely. That's so that way they don't have to compete with the music labels or even compete with Spotify. You know, like they really like can get these people wow. that, you know, are going to commit to them because that's what got them there. You know, kind of. That would be so, awesome. I know. I think it's really yeah. interesting. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's awesome. Really quick before we go, um, do you want to just tell everybody where they can find your music and like your social media platforms and things like that? Yeah, totally. Um, you can find me on all the music streaming platforms, Supernova. It's spelled kind of differently. <laughs> it has a silent K in the middle, Super K-N-O-V-A, S-U-P-E-R-K-N-O-V-A, Supernova. Um, and yeah, you can find me on, you know, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that, Supernova, at Supernova Music. Um, yeah. At Supernova Music for all the, all the platforms? Yeah, for all of them. Awesome. Cool. 
Well, thank you so much for talking with me. It was um, so nice to chat with you. You are incredible. I love your music and I can't wait for your new stuff. Yeah, thanks so much, Ryan. It was lovely to, to chat with you. Oh, 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 oh,